0: Good morning and welcome to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every Sunday is to entertain, enlighten and expose you to information that can lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. My guest this morning is friend of the show, James Winans. He's the president and CEO of the Bowery Mission. And as Thanksgiving approaches, the Bowery Mission goes into overdrive, but it doesn't change their daily duties especially amid the COVID-19 pandemic, we'll explain this morning. So if you're preparing a nice Sunday breakfast, chilling on a Sunday morning, preparing for a virtual sunrise service, or about to hit the road for an early run, remember your mask and social distancing. Be sure to take a few notes, and as always, thanks for making us a part of your morning. We'll discuss help for those who need it most when New York Sports and Beyond returns on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. James Winans is president and CEO of the Bowery Mission. It's an organization that has provided food, shelter, and clothing for those who are less fortunate since 1879. And as you can imagine, with Thanksgiving approaching, they are very, very busy. You've known him. You've heard him before. Join me in welcoming back James Winans, president and CEO of the Bowery Mission. James, how are you this morning?
1: I'm well, Larry. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Great to have you back. You know, as, as, as I said earlier, you're a friend of the show. You, you're just like part of the team here because we love having you. and We love the work that you're doing and we love to let people know that you continue that work even during this COVID-19 pandemic. So let's get started. Let's talk about Thanksgiving Day that's just a few days away. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving Day this year and how has it changed because of the pandemic?
1: Well, Larry, as we've talked about before on this show, we typically at the Bowery Mission on Thanksgiving Day, we invite about 1,800 people indoors to have a Thanksgiving meal in the Bowery Mission Chapel, and we have about 500 volunteers join us to help serve those meals. Um, clearly, we cannot have a gathering this year of 2,300 people indoors, and so um, we are going to move everything outdoors. We've actually been serving meals outdoors since March 16th. Thanksgiving Day will be, will be outdoors as well. Um, but we are going to be serving a full turkey meal, uh, turkey dinner, with all the, all the sides. And we're going, to, we're going to have it boxed up and ready to go. Um, people are going to be able to stand on a socially distanced line and pick up that meal. And if they want to, they want to take it to go, they can do that. Um, but we have a full city block uh, 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 that's with, with going to be under a canopy tents um, and uh, socially distanced seating. And so somebody can take their meal into that space. There's going to be music. There's going to be volunteers serving beverages and, and, and cleaning the space after each use. And, uh, and we're, we're going to try in a healthy and safe way to have a community celebration of Thanksgiving this
0: year. And James, if if the weather holds up, where will people, if they want to not take it with them or maybe don't have anywhere to go, to be honest and unfortunate, because many will be in that situation, there will be another place where they can eat uh, where the tent is again? Where's that place again?
1: So that tent is, we're on on Bowery just south of Prince Street and right around the corner on Rivington Street uh, between Bowery and Christie is where uh, people will be able to, to sit and eat the meal.
0: Now, Jimmy, we'll come back and remind people about that again, if they know of somebody or if somebody happens to be listening or, you know, you run into somebody and they're looking for a place to go on Thanksgiving, you know, that's what the Bowery Mission is there and and doing great work. But let's talk about, as you mentioned, the fact that you guys have gone into overdrive and and we always think about the Bowery Mission during Thanksgiving, James, but you guys are 24-7, 365 and... You mentioned the fact that you've been serving food outside since March 15th. What was that like? What went into that decision? And what's been some of the challenges in, in doing that?
1: That's right. So, you know, as, as the, what we used to call the coronavirus, as the coronavirus was uh, uh, approaching New York, we didn't know what to expect. Um, we, I was in a conversation with one of the Bowery Mission's guests, and the question was asked, how do you expect the coronavirus to change your life? And this guest who is experiencing homelessness said, "I don't expect my life to change at all. People already treat me like I have a virus just because I'm homeless." And to me, that heartbreaking conversation, that moment was just a—it was a wake-up call. It was a call to arms. That um, as we then pivoted into our stay-at-home strategy for for COVID-19 that um, there are thousands of New Yorkers who don't have a home. And in some ways, it felt like the only place that had those folks on their priority list in March and April was the Bowery Mission. And so we, um, as you mentioned, Larry, we we pivoted from uh, meals that were served three times a day indoors uh, to meals that were being served outdoors. And um, and, and, and it was incredible to see on that very first day. We, we, had, we had not planned um, very effectively to, to move outdoors. It was, it was kind of uh, imposed upon us very quickly. Um, and so we had, we had very little to offer that first morning. We had, we had coffee and bagels um, to offer for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And people lined up in the cold in the middle of March, for a cup of coffee and for a bagel, and after they got it, they would walk over to me and say, "Thank you so much for being open today." Um, and I thought, "Wow, this is this is a hundred years ago, right? In 1920, the Bowery Mission was running a bread line." Um, and I said to the team, "We've got to figure out how to do this in a more dignified way. You know, high quality meals." Um, we've we've got to figure out how to show all the love and respect that we're used to showing out here on the sidewalk in the cold. Um, And the team just stepped into that in in such an incredible way as essential workers showing up every single day, putting their health on the line um, to make sure that New Yorkers who didn't have a home had a safe place to get a meal, a safe place to get clean, and a safe place to, to, to make progress and get off the streets.
0: You know, James, um, every time we talk, you always say something that just makes me stop and pause. And the conversation you had with that person that was homeless is, is really, it just stops you, especially at a time when, you know what, James, a lot of us are struggling, right? A lot of us are trying to figure out where we're going and what's happening with this pandemic. And, you know, we think, James, that we're we're struggling a lot, and then we hear a story like that and we realize that in a lot of cases we're more blessed than we realize.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. I think this is a this is a year that has has caused us to see where we are where we are blessed, where we do have resources, um and we're all struggling. Um but the, that that fundamental challenge when when the whole strategy we had in the beginning, right, was let's all go home, let's stay at home, work from home, stock up at home. Um, there are thousands of New Yorkers who do not have that basic thing. They don't have a home. Um, and and this year has been so challenging to to to, to deal with all of the, the pandemic realities that the rest of us are dealing with without that basic resource of having a home Place
0: to go. James Wine is my guest. He's the president and CEO of the Bowery Mission. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 987 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. So, James, since we're talking about the pandemic and its effects, let's talk about how it's affected housing and shelter. This is something that you guys do and do very well. But under the parameters and the guidelines that you have with COVID 19, you can't fit as many people in the spaces that you could previously. So, What's been the adjustment there? That's true.
1: Well, for for many many months, Larry, we did not actually reduce the number of people uh, living with us. We we just felt like there were no reasonable alternatives for the folks that we served to um, to, to be housed anywhere else, and so we we continued serving the three hundred and twenty five people uh, who are staying with us at the beginning of the pandemic, and just um, uh, continued to serve those folks. Uh, indoors overnight every night, um, and did everything we could to keep our spaces clean and safe um, to to employ you know those strategies that we're all employing around distancing and cleaning and um, and staying clean and wearing masks and all of that um, but we did eventually realize that we were we were in this for the long haul and that we would need to um, to reduce our numbers somewhat, and so we we worked really hard. Um, with other providers in the city to make sure that that those who are staying with us had somewhere else to stay. Um, we are so grateful that um, I, you know because of um, um, because of our our, our 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 practices and our and our protocols, but we're people of faith too, and and really believe in um, God's protection that we have not had community spread. And and you think about how we're serving. We're serving folks. You know, in, in communal dormitories, folks who have uh, uh, many health issues, um, and, and we have not had this virus spread through our space. And so we are just so grateful to be where we are right now and, um, and, and, and planning and preparing and, and, and praying for the months to come here.
0: You know, James, in our previous conversations, we've had the discussion about the kind of folks who are homeless. We normally think that people who are homeless just maybe down on their luck. Sometimes as we've discussed, there's mental illness, it could be substance abuse, it could be domestic violence, it, it could just be trauma. But now you've got people who just uh, have maybe have lost their job. Maybe you know, it, it doesn't fit that that other category, those other categories, and in some cases you have those people as well. So I mean James, the numbers you you and your staff must be just overwhelmed at the numbers that you're seeing coming by for trying to get food or whether it's health and hygiene care or whether it's just trying to get you know some some medical attention.
1: There are a lot of people experiencing new need in the city um, and you know you know you think about even before the pandemic you had um uh, one in four New Yorkers paying half their income in rent, one in five living below the, the poverty line. And now because of the pandemic, uh, you know, one in seven New Yorkers have lost employment income. They've they've, they've lost the job, at least temporarily. Um, and the Bowery mission tends to see those folks who are the, the first ones laid off, the first ones furloughed, the first ones fired um, in, a, in a downturn. Um you know, I, I described taking our meals outdoors. At that point, we, mm-hmm. were, we were serving 250 people each time we opened up for a meal. Um, a few weeks later, we were seeing numbers north of 500 people getting online that was going around the block. Um, and a lot of those folks were not homeless, uh, are not homeless. They were They were still in their homes. Um, but now they had lost their job in the hotel industry and the tourism industry and the service industry, the construction industry. Uh, And for the first time in their life, they were relying on emergency provision of food. They didn't know where to go. And somebody told them to go to the Bowery Mission. And so now here they are on the line with somebody who's been experiencing homelessness for some time. And people were so confused, so embarrassed, um, so desperate. And and the Bowery Mission never closed its doors. We've been here every single day, by God's grace, to serve folks with meals, uh, with with showers, with clothing, um, and then with some longer-term care.
0: Next on New York Sports and Beyond, we'll explore another pandemic that the Bowery Mission has had experience in. You look at me a little weird. Well, we'll explore that next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's continue my conversation with President and CEO of the Bowery Mission, James Winans. So, James, we always talk about how long the Bowery Mission's been in existence, and it's been since the late 1870s, I think 1879, if I remember correctly. And so the Bowery Mission was around during the 1918 flu pandemic. And, of course, as you alluded to earlier, the Great Depression, as you Go back in the records are, as what you're going through. Can you kind of just take a moment and imagine what your predecessors went through uh, all, over a hundred years ago uh, for a similar situation?
1: It's it's amazing to think about it that way, right? This is this is not the Bowery Mission's first pandemic. This is a yeah. this is a one, once in a century event that we're living through, and yet the Bowery Mission has been through this before, and it just. I think it just goes to illustrate how committed the Bowery Mission is to serving New Yorkers in need in times of crisis. Um, And, you know, just in the time that I've been at the Bowery Mission, I've seen um, the the Bowery Mission, um, you know, become that place of refuge on the day of the 9-11 attacks, Um, Mm. to to be that, that, that only light that was on on the Bowery, that beacon of hope following hurricane sandy when the power was out downtown um, and uh, people gave the bowery mission generator so that we could keep on serving and again this year um, it's it's been incredible to see how the bowery mission has just been this place of resilience hope where um, people have come alongside us to partner with us to make sure we have what we need um, so that new yorkers have what they need
0: So, James, let's talk about those partners, because obviously your costs have gone up and, uh, you know, maybe and hopefully this is not the case, but there could be some, you know, sponsors who were not able to give as much as they've they've given in the past. So let's talk about your, your sponsors and the great work that they're doing, even under these, you know, very strenuous conditions
1: absolutely i mean we we are so grateful to have uh sponsors who are who are um, sponsoring our, our thanksgiving event but today i'd really like to highlight um the 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 the, the folks who give that that small gift um mm-hmm. uh, people don't know what a difference they can make with a with a small donation and and the bowery mission has over fifty thousand people who have Who've given something in the last year, and often that's a often that's a small gift, often that's a sacrificial gift. This is a year when uh, so many of us are struggling, um, but for a dollar and fifty nine cents, uh, you can provide that meal that is a source of hope, that's the the the, the first step in a life change um, at the Bowery Mission. And so, you know, you think about you think about that number, and if if somebody has $20 to give or $40 to give or, or 100 or $200 to give, uh, that can go a long way. And we, we stretch those dollars as far as we can. And so, um, so I encourage people all the time to go to org slash donate. That's B-O-W-E-R-Y.org slash donate. Um, and and to, to share what you might have with, with a neighbor who, who needs it the most.
0: Absolutely. And James, listen, uh, food and packaging costs you guys have because of food supply chain distribution, that's going up. Sanitation costs, obviously, with new protocols. And the fact that you have to, you know, try to get these products while you have them. So you really have to stack up as anybody knows trying to find Lysol around. Uh, these days. You Mm -hmm. know how how much of a challenge that is. And of course, you've got technology uh, situations because you've got people that you're talking to through uh, virtual and and through Zoom, which everybody's now, we're all Zooming uh, to try to get in contact with each other and try to have some stay in in contact with family and friends and and to have a safe distance and even with, with our coworkers. So there's a number of items now that are on your list, that uh, you have, that require even more funds that, than you've needed before. That's
1: absolutely right. Our, our costs are up, and so our, our need is up. Um, and so that's, that's why we're so grateful to, uh, to those who, who go to Bowery.org slash donate and give a little. Um, our Thanksgiving sponsors this year are Bloomberg and Bombas and Chobani, um, Con Edison, Republic Bank. Uh, the Sony Corporation, the Met Foundation, and Warner Brothers. And uh, we could not do what we do without these these corporate sponsors who are looking to be good citizens, to stand with New Yorkers in need alongside the Bowery Mission next week for Thanksgiving. But as you described, Larry, uh, the work of the Bowery Mission is day in, day out, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, every day of the week. Um, and, and so it's going to take all of us. And so I'm so grateful, uh, for, for everyone who, who would consider giving to the Bowery mission in this season.
0: You know, the voice is James Winans. He's the president and CEO of the Bowery mission. You're listening to New York sports and beyond here on 98, ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. James, let's talk about, uh, the Mont Lawn city camp. That's where you've had uh, previously support for children and families. How has that changed? Has it changed during this COVID-19 pandemic? What's the situation there?
1: That's right. Like everything else, the Bowery Missions Children's Programs, uh, which are called Matlan, have have changed entirely. In fact, um, these were the first programs to um, stop happening in person because we had children in schools in the Bronx with some of the early COVID cases. And so they needed to start staying at home Um you know, typically kids would gather after school at our at our community centers in in the South Bronx and in East Harlem, um, and we took all of that instruction online. I mean, our our, our staff and our volunteers have been heroic in their efforts um, to to stay connected with these kids, uh, to make sure these activities continue to happen. But now they're happening. Over Zoom, uh, as so many things are happening mm-hmm. these days, and we had new volunteers come out of the wood woodwork to um, to join the effort. Um, Larry, we we surveyed the families in our children's program just a few weeks into the New York City's shutdown uh, in April, and we discovered that three out of every four families uh, had lost employment, mm. and so the families that we serve. Are the families who work in those industries, in the hotels, in the tourism industry, in construction, in these in these industries that were that were laying folks off, that were furloughing people, um, and our families were, were in a desperate place, and so um, so we wanted to make sure that we we could figure out how to how to how to stay there, um, you know, um, to continue to serve our families, stay connected. Um, uh, we we even had some supporters. Say you know we'd like to help get some cash into the hands of these families because we know we know they're making tough choices right now between mm-hmm. rent and food and medicine, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so we've been able to been able to continue to serve um, you know the, the culmination of our children's program year is typically summer camp and uh, for the first time in 125 years we did not have summer camp this year mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. and we can't wait to for this for this pandemic to pass so that we can get back to serving children in that way too and providing that respite outside of the city in the summer.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a great program that you guys do. Another great program that we always love to talk about James is the transitional housing and alumni programs. How has that been uh changed or or you know, you had to adapt because of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, we uh, we celebrate here when people graduate from our residential programs right? people people are participating our clients are participating for a period of time in classes and counseling they're getting the skills to get back into the workforce they're um, they're uh, g- getting that getting that jobs uh, saving that money, uh, saving that paycheck and then finding an independent apartment to move into and and that's a that's a lot. To accomplish in a short amount of time. And so we celebrate hard when somebody graduates. We've had graduations on Zoom, of course, this year mm-hmm. uh, with our men and with our women graduates. Uh, but once somebody graduates from the Bowery Mission, we, we don't want that relationship to end um, for a number of reasons, right? Sometimes our graduates... Um, uh, go on to do great things, and uh, we want we want those folks to come back and encourage folks, and 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 so so folks can say, you know, if they can do it, I can do it too. Um, but then sometimes our graduates have struggles. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes our graduates need some additional help because um, they they run into trouble, and we want to we want our graduates to know that um, that we're here for them, um, and so so. Um, both of those things continue to happen in a pandemic, um, where where some are some are able to succeed and some are needing additional help, and, and we just want folks to know the Bowery Mission is here for
0: you. And how how strong has been the bond with uh, your colleagues, the Goodwill uh, Rescue Mission in Newark, and of course the New York City Rescue Mission, and as you know. Because everybody is stretched a little thin because of this pandemic, how have the three of the three you know uh, companies gone gotten together and really kind of helping each other out and serving even more people?
1: Now the Bowery Mission joined forces with Goodwill Rescue Mission in Newark, New Jersey, in 2016, and then with New York City Rescue Mission uh, in Tribeca in 2017, and um, you know I think this pandemic has just shown us that we. Um, we have become a strong family that we, um, you know, we, we operate together, we're managed together. Um, and you know, just, just the way that our staff demonstrated their sense of purpose and calling to show up every day, uh, as essential workers risking their health to, to, to serve those most in need, uh, every single day of this year, I'm just so proud of the team. Um, so proud of their courage and, um, and grateful.
0: James, how do you and your staff stay positive when you see what you see every day, 365, 24-7, when you see folks who are struggling, who are, you know, who reaching out, who desperately need help? And we've seen through the various interviews during this pandemic how frontline uh, physicians and, you know, police and fire have just, you know, they've talked about having to just the mental fatigue that it takes, the, the pressure that it puts on them, and let's face it, James, you and your staff are frontline people, do too. You're right there. How do you, how do you maintain that positive focus uh, when you hear so many stories that would affect anybody, any normal person?
1: Well, it's true. Our staff are close to the need every single day. Um, but it, it it's relentless. It doesn't it doesn't stop. And yet, we also get to be close to those stories of transformation, um, those men and those women, those families who participate in our program and then discover a new life, discover a new path. Um, uh, you know, be that reconnecting with their family, be that overcoming this addiction that's ruled their their life for so long. Um, whatever the case may be, we get to celebrate with with those folks who. Who find this new life, um, and and I see the staff this year in particular uh, really embracing the posture of being in this together. Uh, the staff have found ways to to have fun together, to joke together, to play together, uh, even as even as they rolled up their sleeves and worked harder than they've ever worked in their life. Um, and uh, and of course. Where you know most of our staff too people of faith, and we just have this deep and abiding hope um, that that there is there is a positive future ahead, so um, I'd say all of those things are true,
0: and James as a person of faith myself, that's what you have to rely on sometimes to get you through these things, and you know you sit back and you look and you uh know that that part of your faith and part of what you're supposed to be doing is your assignment right and part of your assignment and the volunteers are to reach out and help those who are who are less fortunate at this particular time and so um i being a person of faith and that strong faith that that's what this is the time that it really helps you to that it really kicks in right
1: <laughs> that's absolutely right um it's a, it's a source of hope and uh and and an assurance that 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 uh but things are, things are heading in a, in a better direction. And um, and like you said, Larry, just that that sense of assignment, that sense of this is this is what I'm here for, um, is one that, that carries us through.
0: You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. When we return, more with my guest, James Winans of the Bowery Mission. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's conclude my discussion with James Winans, President and CEO of the Bowery Mission. James, you've had a lot of of positions (laughs) since you've been at the Bowery Mission. Um, Do you have a moment sometimes to just reflect at how things have changed from the time you walked through those doors to what you see now? Has there been kind of an ebb and flow? Has it been like there's a peak where it really goes up and maybe it levels off sometime? Or do you just see where it's almost like a consistent everyday pattern that we just can't seem to get a handle on dropping the numbers of homeless people, dropping the numbers of people who need food and and clothing, and dropping the numbers on people who need uh, extra medical attention.
1: Mm. Well, I have been around for a while. And uh, for those who don't know, I began here at the Bowery Mission as a volunteer, um, joined staff in two thousand and five, this will be my sixteenth thanksgiving at the bowery mission that's That's hard for even me to believe <laughs> um, But what I love about the Bowery Mission, one of the things I love about the Bowery mission is that um this is an organization it's a New York institution. It's hard to imagine um New York City without a bowery mission hmm. um, right but but many institutions can become irrelevant unless they are learning and growing and finding new and better ways to do things. And so, so I appreciate so much that the Bowery mission is that it's a learning organization. Um, we, 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 we look outside of ourselves, try to figure out how to do things better. We look internally and, and ask, ask ourselves, how can we, how can we show more love and care to this city and, and those who need it? Um, and that's an exciting organization to be a part of it's an exciting organization to to support um, for all those who volunteer and those who donate and um, um and so you know this year has just deepened that resolve for me um, that uh, again you know at the beginning of this this pandemic when when nobody had our neighbors experiencing homelessness at the top of their priority list. We were all looking inward and going home and staying at home. Um, the Bowery Mission continued to stand with with New Yorkers without a home. And um, I can't imagine a, a, a greater purpose for life than to be a part of this work.
0: James, uh, I would imagine your clinical services have had quite a challenge this year, <laughs> more than normal. Uh, can you just take us through some of the some of the things that they've had to deal with and had to overcome to serve those who come needing help?
1: absolutely I mean you you think about um, your own experience um, and anybody who's who's been at home for an extended period of time maybe spending more more time in in that home with that family uh, and and really getting to know each other in a new way uh, and, in a, in a lockdown quarantine situation, um, and then all of the all of the mental strain that's come with this this pandemic, doing things in a new way, not knowing what's around the corner, um, you know, certainly the, the the racial reckoning and the and the and the political polarization that we've we've dealt with this year, um, you know, just just think all of that all of those same things are being experienced by folks staying at the Bowery Mission. Um, and, and yet, you know, folks here at the Bowery Mission, uh, maybe currently dealing with homelessness and the lack of a home, nowhere to wash, nowhere to be during the day. Um, and then others are, are dealing with the, the challenges of, of addiction or the pain of being separated from family or, or certainly the, the lack of, um, of income right now to, 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 um. You know, kind of, kind of have the the purchasing power that they want. They want to, to 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 have the things that that, that we want and need. And um, and so our our clinical staff, who are who are counseling the men and the women in our program, um, have just been dealing with a heightened level of anxiety, heightened level of uncertainty, heightened level of uh, fear and concern. Um, and and have have stood stood with with men and women um, uh, and and walk them through a very difficult season
0: it, it's you know I'm sure that they have uh, they've heard some stories as well James as we we've discussed here that that would really affect you and so the conversation I guess on some in some cases is as good for your clinical staff as it is for the people that they're talking to right
1: it is and again you 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 get to see those those incredible stories. There's a there's a man here at the Bowery Mission named David, and you know he was here um, at the at the beginning of the shutdown. He had lost his job and was experiencing homelessness and experienced some deep loss in his life. Um, and you know something interesting happened as all of the volunteers that we're used to seeing were no longer coming into the building to help. The men in the program said. Hey, we noticed there aren't as many volunteers around. There's still as much work to be done. Uh, you know, how can we jump in and, and contribute more? How can we help more? Uh, because because we don't have a job right now. We we we. You know, this place is helping us so much. How can we help? Um, and so so the men just just jumped right in. David was one of those men. Hmm, um, wow. You know, today David is is. Um, uh, back, back at work, he um, he's he's reconnected with some family that he was estranged from, and David says this. He says the Bowery Mission loved me back to health, mm. um, and that's what we live for. I mean, mm. that, that's what the Bowery Mission is 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 after. We want to love people back to health, back to a good place, um, and we've continued to be able to do that during this this pandemic. You know, a lot of organizations, Larry, made the decision to not admit new people into the into their programs during the mm. during the pandemic. They said, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in the program, great, you can stay. If you're not in the program, uh, you can't come in, right? Wow. We 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 are we're, we're taking all the precautions. You can't come in. The Power Mission never said that. We said we said, how can we bring people into the program in a in a safe and healthy way? Mm-hmm. Um, because we want to serve as many people as we can. And so, so we continue to do that today. There are 80 men and women in our residential programs who are on the streets at the beginning of this pandemic. Um, we're just, we're just determined <laughs> to figure out how to do this in a healthy, safe way that doesn't leave people out on the streets.
0: That's great. That's great, James. It, it just is. It's, it's great to hear. And listen, all those people, <laughs> they are so thankful that you guys are doing what you're doing at the Bowery Mission. That's the president and CEO of the Bowery Mission, James Winans, uh, my guest here on New York Sports and Beyond. James, as we uh, wrap up, two more things I wanted to ask you. If somebody's listening wants to be a volunteer, what do they have to do? Do they have to be trained? Give us some information there.
1: Yep. Very few of our volunteer opportunities require any sort of special training, and so we will... We will uh, provide any training you need. And, by the way, we will make sure that it is a healthy and safe experience. You'll, you'll be health screened. Um, you'll be provided with an with a N95 mask uh, when you're on site with us. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to get what you need to be healthy and safe with us. Um, and we need volunteers. We've, we've, we've accepted volunteers all the way through the pandemic. You can sign up at Bowery.org slash volunteer. That's B-O-W-E-R-Y dot.org/volunteer. You can see what opportunities are available. Some are, some are open uh, probably today, tomorrow, um, and out into the future. Um, sign up, show up, and uh, we'll be glad to have you.
0: And, of course, that's the same website where you accept donations, yes?
1: Same website, Bowery.org. You can, you can shortcut to Bowery.org slash donate. And again, a gift of any size goes so far here at the Bowery Mission. Um, you, you may think that you you don't have a lot to contribute, um, but but we are going to stretch that dollar and serve as many people as we can. So whether you have $10 to give or $1,000 to give, um, bowery.org slash donate is the place to do that.
0: And James, of course, you guys, d- despite the COVID-19, are still... Busy and working hard, 365, 24-7, but especially on Thanksgiving Day, right?
1: That's right. So um, Thanksgiving again, um, we will be serving to-go meals outdoors. We don't know how many people to expect. We're, um, we're, we're saying that we're going to serve over 1,300 meals that day, but we will see. Like everything else in 2020, um, things can be unpredictable. <laughs> But the Bowery Mission is trying to be that predictable place of community, that predictable place of love, just as we've been since the 1870s.
0: And where are you located again, James?
1: We are located, our, our Thanksgiving celebration will be at 227 Bowery, on Bowery and Prince
0: Street. James, as always, you know what I love to say. Continue the great work, my friend, and give our regards and and our love and our respect and our prayers to all your volunteers and all the staff who are there at the Bowery Mission for the great work you do and continue to do every day. And, you know, I don't know where I don't know where people would be without the Bowery Mission. So, James, continue the great work, my friend. We'll talk soon.
1: Larry, it's always a pleasure to be here.
0: That wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. We thank you for listening. We'll join you later today on The Drive following Dan Grassa and the legendary Greg Buttle on the Jets Fifth Quarter Show during the week on ESPN New York Tonight and right back here next Sunday morning on New York Sports and Beyond. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. For my producer, the all-world superstar, talented, primetime Ray Santiago and his assistant today, the coach, Anthony Pusick, I'm Larry Hardesty. The Fine Line is next, followed by Anita March with Fantasy Focus. Then Anita joins Chris Canty and our GM Mike Tannenbaum on New York game day at 8 o'clock. Oh man, it's a football Sunday here on 98.7 ESPN New York.